What's good, y'all? Welcome to the latest episode of the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. It's your boy, David. And man, I've got another dope one here. I am sitting right now in the studio with Rowdy and Cameron. Shout out, fellas. What's up? Yeah, shout up? out to Hip Hop Humble, man. Thanks for having awesome. us. Awesome. Yeah, oh, so happy to be on, man. Seriously. Blessed to have you here right now, man. You guys have been like doing some cool ass things in the last few years, man. Like, and I want to, you know, get into, you know, the timeline of it. Um, you know, any stories that you guys have, you know, I don't really have like questions at the end of it. You know, if we want to chop it up over conversation or something like that, I definitely, I'm into the banter and back and forth. We could do that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I definitely at least want to get like a timeline of what you guys have been doing. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I came out of the womb spitting bars. It was just like a, a crazy thing. The doctor was looking at me and I just dropped like a quick 16. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From there on, I mean, at age one, I was uh, I was sitting in the studio at least like for 16 hours a day. Like it was, it was anyways, actually like Hit. real talk though. Is it, like I've been kind of like I've been in love with music my whole life like no joke and it's 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 not hereditary at all like neither of my parents are really like musicians or anything like that but uh I just have I've been I've been like a performer in a sense pretty much my whole life and I've just I've been obsessed with music and then the more it was introduced into my life and the more like hip hop came around I felt more and more in love with it mm-hmm. uh, and it's been it's been a dope journey but uh this man right here, Cameron, introduced himself. He's also been into yep. some music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up, Cameron? What's up, man? Yeah, um, a few years ago, I was DJing with uh, with Accurate Productions, was helping manage the company. And, oh, um, dope. Yeah, yeah, worked out. <clears throat> shout out Juice. Uh, he worked with me, too. Uh, he's been a part of this journey for a long time. Yeah, shout um, out to Juice, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's, he's a magic man, for sure. I didn't know that, man. So, I, I mean, this is all, I'm learning this right now myself, you know. Like, So, he was with Accurate, you mm-hmm. know, you were with Accurate. That's dope. Yep, yep. No, yeah, like, Accurate provided a lot of good things for us as far as, like, allowing us to create our own vision and, like, um, kind of like see that like we can accomplish whatever we we really wanted to make happen so uh, shout out to him because he's made a a a huge leap in in what his starting vision was and it's like just been so genuine and like good to like not just the county but people outside the county and anyone that really like just messes with music too so yep facts we've um, been talking about juice on this podcast the last couple man because we had albert the one that just dropped today albert yep and he's done a track with uh, juice you know and collaborated with juice you know so he was giving him shout outs um a dude you guys might know jose baby Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I've, I've, yeah. I've seen this stuff a little bit. I think. Yeah, he's he's got some stuff with Juice. You know, people got good things to say about Juice, yeah. man. My boy Roz done the track with Juice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And of course, I had uh, City. Well, you know, Juice Reef and Solon. Yep. Yeah, man, they're doing good things. I yeah. love Juice's studio too. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, he's setting it up the right yeah. way. So for that's sure. yeah. Like on on a real note, like his studio now, man. Compared to like when I was, so I started like really getting into. I started really getting into hip hop uh, when I was like 13. Like, I always listened to hip hop. Like, I, I mean, I got like, I remember I got this, my brother's hand me down iPod when I was like probably in like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And it had like a bunch of like old Eminem, a bunch of old Lil Wayne, uh, Lil Wayne I went crazy on, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Kanye. Kanye. That's a hot topic right now, but but it's about we about the music, cause yes, yeah. we about the music exactly. Like Love Lockdown was like the first song I ever heard. I was like, oh my god, that's off 808s and Heartbreak. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. I heard that and I was like, 
this is amazing. And then I just listened to like the same songs for forever. And then he downloaded a bunch of music and that's where I kind of got into the newer guys where I found like my real taste, like my favorite guys like Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, uh, Mac Miller. Okay. Like those are kind of like my Rest biggest- Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. So underrated, amazing artist. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, so that's kind of where like my love for everything kind of flourished. And then around 13, I like, I was like, I always wanted to do it, but I just was scared. Like, you know, like it sucks to suck at something. Like that's the biggest thing. It sucks to suck at something. And I was scared I would never get good at it. But like Cam was one of those guys, like if you want to be great at something, you can be great at it. You just have to like focus on it. And I've always had that. Like when I, like before I had done that, I got like obsessed with YouTube. And for like mm -hmm. three years I did YouTube videos Every, every other day I'd post like a YouTube video. I taught myself how to edit. I recorded myself. Like I did all these things. I was in like, six, oh. I was in sixth grade. I was using like Final Cut Pro, like editing all my content, like going crazy. Like That's crazy. And so like, I've always just kind of had that obsessive personality where it's like, if I'm gonna choose something, I want to get really good at it. And then mm -hmm. when I was like, I was like, okay, well, music is that thing for me like it's 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 that thing like like youtube videos were fun or whatever but like i've always had like this deep sense of like wanting to do music and perform and all these different things mm -hmm. and so i decided at 13 i was going to really focus in on it and then i recorded my first track and eli's little juice box like like literally like this like little shack in the back and from there on, I mean, the rest was history, but like he's recorded so many songs for me. I feel, mm -hmm. I feel bad for him. Cause like he had to sit through some rough songs. Like, <laughs> like, like the first song I recorded with him was dope. But then like, I went on like this weird thing where I was just like, every time I go in there, I was dropping like five verses on a song. And I just, I can't imagine like being Eli and having to like sit through this like 13 year old kid, like just trying to wrap his ass off. But oh man, he's, he saw you come up. Dude, yeah, more than anybody, pretty much. Like, cause I, I, I kind of like keep it to myself and like my own little space. And like, I, I just work a lot like solo. And so Eli is mm -hmm. like, I've worked with Eli more than like anybody else in Humboldt County, like, mm -hmm. but like a, a mm -hmm. large amount. He's just that dope doing inviting, you know what I mean? He's gonna, he's working with everybody and will just, you know, support him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Eli, Eli, when when we first went in to see Eli, um, Rowdy was in such a space where he just like knew that he was passionate about music, but just like you know, young. Was, he was young, yeah. So it was like he had a lot of work to do, and that's what I was trying to tell him at a young age is like you know because you know you can tell like when a, a young child has potential in something, but it's just like you're trying not to feed them too much and be like, oh, you're great, you know what I mean? Because you know, let's be honest, like there you gotta work for, for mm -hmm. something to be actually great, you know, to be recognized on a on a level, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's been really crazy to like see like from where from where we first were when we went to record that first song at uh the juice box, the original juice box, uh, to where like Rowdy is now and like all the stuff that we've been through, like yeah. really close to that time we ended up like going down to LA and like there was like yeah. potentials of like deals going on and stuff like that, but it was at such a young age that like when I I wasn't I saw I, I actually it was when I was recording this one I got this tatted on me, which is ironic because this project never came out. But <laughs> but I it, it was called Black Sheep. I thought it was you know super inventive at the time. Like I thought it was genius. But like of course like I had written a ton of music at this point, but like I was still like just super rough around the edges. I hadn't found my sound at all. Mm -hmm. But like I had I'd made like a few songs that were like. 
you could you could definitely hear the potential and so we had this crazy connection where like i was recording at eli's all the time and i had a bunch of songs and then uh my my brother's cameron's brother-in-law Garrett. Garrett, who runs Triple Hex. I don't know if you know Triple Hex. I've heard of it, yeah. Triple Hex, yeah. yeah. Most like fire a, weed you'll ever find. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's a, it's a weed yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a client who was like an executive producer, basically, in Los Angeles. And he had sent my music to the client and was like, hey, we just checked this out. And he liked it. Like, he saw the potential. He really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he Garrett gave him our contacts. And then we just started, like, kind of, like, chopping it up. And then a couple months later, he's like, come down to LA. So we literally flew to LA and for like a week, it was like craziest week of our lives. Like it was dope though. Dope. And also just wild. Like it was like, (laughs) I mean, I was, so at this point I was like 15, 15. Yeah. Like early 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was like 15 years old and, uh, we were like there and it was like straight grinding. Like we, I was doing like. 12 hour sessions mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be like going in at eight and getting out at like five in the morning and then i go back to the hotel i'd sleep and then i wake up at like we wake up at like nine and then go shoot a music video mm-hmm. oh shit. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. i was straight getting worked <laughs> and uh anyways that connection stayed for a while the biggest thing that he kind of had for us is uh there was this this music lawyer that he was good friends with and that he worked with named simran singh simran singh yeah simran yeah. singh he's like He's like he's the music attorney for like Daddy Yankee and like Little Wayne, little like like a ton a of Tiger. He's the one who actually revitalized like, Tiger's career. Yeah, so you know Tiger like fell off crazy. heavy yeah. because he had burnt all of his bridges, and then this guy like came in and like reconnected everything and brought him back up, and that's when like Swish and all these different things came yeah. out. Right, all the things so, like, were hit. You yeah. could you could imagine like this fifteen year old kid, right? Like I walk into this guy's office and there's just like platinum plaques everywhere. <laughs> Like, just, like, surrounding me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my dream's already coming true. Like, this is stupid. Like, yeah, you know, and, like, it was, like, a crazy thing. And, like, I learned a lot from it. And it happened, like, but, like, we had some, like, wild, like, cliche L.A. experiences where, like, it was, like. The, the guy the guy down there, um, his name's Pazzo. Oh, yeah. We name drop him. Pazzo. Yeah, we're name dropping Pazzo him. Pazzo, bitch. Pazzo. I'm guy. You know, fuck with Pazzo. Fuck Pazzo, yeah. Yeah, he he just uh, he he was seeing a, an opportunity and like the thing is is like you, we can say fuck Pazo, but like at the end of the day, he he put us in an experience that made us learn a lot really quickly, yeah. and it actually boosted our knowledge to where like I was able to actually take a step back and kind of because at this point like um, I'm terming myself to them as Rowdy's manager, right? So no decisions are really getting made unless we're both in total clearance of it. So mm-hmm. uh, when we're down there and like, you know, we're meeting with Sim and like, um, you know, he's listening to our music and then he hears one of the songs that we're recording and he was like, this one has potential basically tells us like, I can go to any label right now and I could get a deal for this, but what type of terms are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's saying, you know, uh, me as the attorney getting this deal and like using my power, you know, I'm going to get 15% and then, um, Pause over finder's fees, probably get 10, and mm. that's 25. And then, and you know, the label's gonna want to take the label's gonna want probably 70. And then all of a sudden, we're just stuck with not shit. Yeah. Mm. And we were stuck in a position where it was like, I didn't really, I got to a point where I kind of had to take a step back and be like, hold on. Like, they're talking about, you know, 
if he gets signed to a deal, he's probably going to get picked up by Disney or Nickelodeon, and they're going to not even want him to release any sort of music. It was like crazy stuff. Like, and the thing wow. is, like a lot of its potential, like its possibilities. Like, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like chances. And the thing is, during this time too, like they were trying to morph me into something that I wasn't. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I was this young kid, like super, like like everything that had come from this so far, like had sparked out of love for music. Like I did this because I loved art, like more than anything. It wasn't about getting signed to a label. Like I truly just like found an outlet for myself and a way to express myself. Like a lot, like I say this about my music, like I think the reason I love it so much is cause like as a kid, I got like picked on and stuff like that. And I always felt like I didn't have a voice and even like, like different things that I couldn't control in like my childhood. Right. Like I felt like I, I didn't have a voice and I felt like music gave me that voice cause it forced people to sit down and listen to what I had to say. They couldn't mm-hmm. interrupt me. They couldn't stop me from talking. Like I get to get my point across no matter what. And so like, that was like where it started. And then these people kind of came along and they're like asking for a specific sound. They're dressing me how they want to dress me, making me this super corny white boy. Like, like I do this cause I like, I want respect. Like I want, I want to be res- like my favorite artists are like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, like, mm-hmm. like, like the greats. I want to be a great, like that's yeah. like, that's my vision. Right. And so it's like, I wouldn't have been that if things had like actually came together and worked. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. And like my art would be totally different right now. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't even know if you would be, I don't think that you would be where you're at right now. If we had ended up doing anything down there, I think it would have been all about a virability. Yeah. And the thing is about virability when you're doing something, people can kind of tell when it's fake. And so like, I mean, it was super, see, like we released one music video. Like I started kind of doing the push. Like we, we released a music video and a song and like I was dressed that way. I was acting that way. And then things kind of fell through with Pazzo because he put us in like some really uncomfortable positions. We're like, like we're in the studio and bro, like, like I literally heard him like snorting a line of cocaine behind my back. And I'm like a 15 year old kid. Yeah, that's like, crazy. And like, mm-hmm. so like, you know, like went back to my mom about the mom. I was like, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to ever put yourself in that position. I don't care what kind of opportunity it is. Like, that's like, that's dangerous. That's scary. Yeah. And like, that's not the type of life I want. I don't want to be like addicted to cocaine. Like I like what? Like it's, it was crazy. It was just like rough yeah. stuff. And so yeah, it was just a toxic environment. I remember like I glamorized Los Angeles before this experience. Like I, I, I'd written in my music, like, you know, moving to LA as soon as I turn 18, blah, blah, blah. Like that was my mentality. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. a, I need to get out of here. I need to do this and that. And like, once I went there for like, a few weeks and I was really in that environment meeting people that are like, and everybody just has the same exact phony energy. There's no, like you don't like, it's like you can't make any real genuine connections with people, like not real ones. Like you can make network connections where it's like, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? But you're not actually going to make like a real friend, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was like, for me, like that, that stuff gets draining. Like I was, I would be drained once I got home, you know, I wouldn't even want to make music. I was just like, dude, I'm like, that was that was whack like yeah draining your creative energy yes exactly and like yeah especially when you're going in the studio to make music that you don't even like like you know what i mean like i'm going in here and making these songs that like i think are corny you know instead of just trying to get better like and, and make music that i really appreciate and so like when all of that kind of fell through i went through like a rough like couple months of writer's block mm-hmm. where i was like because i was like damn like what if that was my only opportunity like what if i can't you know, like one shot, you got to take it or whatever. And I was like, it really fucked up my head for a little bit. And then, uh, 
COVID hit. COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Hawaii. We were in Hawaii when like COVID hit. Yeah, Maui. And I was like, I was at this at this time. I had I had written like two songs in a span of two months, which was like wild for me. Like I I write a lot. Like I I write all the time. And I was like, I don't know. Something hit me. We were like watching the sunset or something. And I was like. I had this idea. It was like chasing clouds. I think was the idea, and I, that was like the, that was gonna be the name of my album because I was like mm-hmm. looking at the sky and I was looking at these beautiful clouds. And I'm like, damn, I'm like really chasing this like this dream, like this like just so high up. And I was like chasing clouds, and I got all of a sudden I came back with like this extra juice, and then COVID hit, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh wow, now I have nothing to do but sit in my room and write. Like I had nothing at all, and like that was when like I took the biggest jump so far that I've seen in my skill set. Like what I was writing in LA, it was all right. Like, and I, I would have like, like certain like peaks where I'd like really show my potential, mm-hmm. but then it'd be like, you know, everything I wrote after that would be like eh, kind of mid, like whatever. But then once I started getting into this mentality, I was like trying to write an album and I was like going really hard on it. I was writing so much. Uh, my skill just like went way up, like in a mm-hmm. span of like quite a few months. And then I, I met Austin, which was a producer from Nashville who produced a song. Like we had the connection and everything, but I was never confident enough to like work with people that I wasn't super, super comfortable with. And then with Austin, like we started doing like these virtual meetups where he'd produce a beat for me. And I started writing to it and all of a sudden chasing clouds turned into grow up. And we ended up like, he helped me executive produce what I call like a classic, like a modern classic. Like that shit, it's so fire. It's a great album. Yeah. Um, I released it when I was 16. And that was like the first like jump of skill set. Like that, that was COVID. Honestly, I'm like so grateful for COVID and what it's done for my career and my artistry. That's dope to hear, man. So you, you definitely a wordsmith. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, this, this dude this dude be having double and triple entendres for days where I'm like <laughs> oh, bro people yeah. it's gonna once you have like stand followers in the future like they're gonna be listening to all these old songs and be like dude this dude's been crazy since the beginning but yeah, like yeah. He's, he just really yeah I just love crazy concept I love I love everything about like poetry and like that's what made me fall in love with uh hip hop is like what you can get across in such a short amount of time. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like 16 bars can be less than a minute and yet you can tell a whole story in it, which is like mm-hmm. a really beautiful thing. Like it's hard to do that in a song, like like, like a normal like R&B song or, or, or pop song. Like people can't do that. I mean, you can like, you can, you can point, you can get a, a theme across, you know, or like a, a certain message that you want to cross. But like to tell like a really beautiful story, I think hip hop opens the doors for that in a really great way. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, it's, it's just like, for me, it's like just therapeutic. Like I really do like make most of my music just to like figure out what I'm thinking. Like, like when I'm like triggered or upset about something, like my mind, I, I like to, I like, I'll lie to myself, you know, like I'll, I'll kind of shove things in the back or I'll ignore it. But as soon as I sit down and start writing, I'm going to write down exactly what I feel like, you know, it's like, it's a really cool thing. That's what I love about my music is it helps me like kind of figure myself out mm-hmm. in a sense. It's but, definitely uh, cathartic, cathartic. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. No. Um, okay. We got, got to 2020 and then after grow up, now I got select few out, which I'm, you've probably seen that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That project for me again, is just me trying to like, cause like, I don't, you probably haven't listened to grow up, but grow up is like, 
more musical. Like it's okay. like it's like we have a lot of really great features on it and singers, and it's like a good mixture of that. And then with select few on it, I just want to be like I just wanted rap because mm-hmm. my skill set skill set from grow up to select few had gotten so much better. Like it was like it, it jumped even more. Dope. And I was like I just want to spit bars. So like that was that was kind of like my mindset with that is like just just like straight rapping on it and like. Mm-hmm making fire rap songs and then your delivery too though man not to you know interrupt you no, know man, but the delivery nice. something you know, i know you got that dialed i want to bet yeah I, mean, I don't know how much you be practicing and stuff like that you know so maybe it's just absolutely effortless you know what i'm saying but your <laughs> delivery's dope at least like um what's that late, the latest video was puff puff pass right yeah yeah uh no latest video was uh climbing we did yeah, a video that's climbing. Right. yeah 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 uh nah bro i i practice more than most people by a large margin i mean i'm obsessed with this like it's like it's it's like my soul so it's like it's a part of the game delivery is definitely a, you know oh delivery and charisma charisma together you know yeah. that's gonna make you solid on stage you know yeah and i'm, I'm like a one tick type artist like i'm not the type that punches in like that's not kind of like because i just write so much and i'll write and then like as soon as i have a verse finished it's already like in my head like it's memorized like almost instantly oh damn yeah and so i, I have my stuff memorized so then I just like and I'll just like so when I write I'll write like four bars and then I'll play the song back and I'll rap the four bars and then I'll like you know kind of I'll move on but like every time I get like two or four bars in I then bring it back and then rap it out loud and hear it and hear how it sounds and how it flows mm-hmm. and then I'll go to like eight bars and 12 bars and then I keep doing that so by the time I get to 16 or however many you know how long the verse is it's like it's in my head and then delivery yeah delivery's just been man like my delivery now compared to what it sounded like like what i was saying i feel bad for eli because like it did it took a lot of figuring out like Mm -hmm. like i used to be hella aggressive like on the mic and like totally different from what i am now like okay but like now like i've just learned that like trying to make my music the embodiment of like the person I am, you know, like I'm not like a super aggressive type energy that's like coming at you. Like I'm a chill person. Like I just like to hang out. I like calm energy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I like to make music with like that calm energy mm-hmm. and you can make hype stuff with still having like a smooth energy on it. You don't have to be yelling at someone. Like if you're spitting bars on the right beat, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that's like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and in terms like now, like I'm really trying to just like, grow even more like I, I i got rap dialed pretty well like I, i'm always getting better like no no matter what and that's like always what i fall back to but like i've been taking music theory uh playing piano okay learning piano uh production. starting to get into production there you go producing my own stuff i've been recording myself consistently i have a studio that i work in this is okay. my studio we built it in in cam's garage Dope. so like yeah like in terms of like i just like my favorite artists again like they're people that like really create the whole thing. And that's what I want to be in the end. Like right now I'm a rapper, but like, I'd love to be able to like look at a piece of music and be like, nah, this is all mine. Like every single instrument that's behind me was my mind. Every single word that I spit was my mind. Like mm-hmm. that's when it's like, I don't know that I look at that piece of music in a whole different light than I've ever made anything so far. Cause like, at the end of the day, like a producer is just as important as a as a rapper, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like every song I've ever made is at least 50-50 with someone, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Like collaboration is beautiful. Um, but like, I don't know, the, the idea of being able to look at something and be like, wow, I did all that 
would just be like uh, such a dope feeling i feel yeah. like and it's really also like the direction of the game too you know what i mean there's a yeah. lot of artists out there whether it's in being in a small area and just not having the resources of just so many producers out there mm -hmm. that are trying to get their music out there as much as mcs are trying to hop on it you know what i mean yeah, like it's like you got to really you know go with what you got and um Highway talked about this on the interview I did with him, mm -hmm. you know, months ago, where um, he used to have a manager. And then slowly as time passed, you know, like he had to start doing some of those functions himself. Yeah. You know, because that's just, you know, in the Internet, in the digital age, like, you know, you got to you got to ask for help, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like a lot of different things, just putting yourself out there, your social media presence, like. Unless you're big to a certain point, you can typically at least be involved in that. You know what yeah, I mean? No, so you can definitely. still talk to the fans and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you still got to, like, get in the trenches. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, that's such a great point. Like, resources, if you can do something yourself and, like, you have the creative mind for it, you should challenge yourself. Like, like it's like, for me, like, I'm sick of rapping over YouTube beats. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's cool and it helps me because I can go over right now and find a dope beat and write, you know, good music to it. Like, there's there was a time where you would have to write to the same, you know, vinyl that you've had for, like, for forever. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, I have so many resources, but it's like, also, like, I would love to be able to sit in with the producer who was just trying to like solely make good music. Like there wasn't any, you know, other strings attached. Right. right. Like, so like, you know, like we're not rolling in dough, like we don't have money like that. And so it's like, like if I can make my own music, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a long time. But like, if I can get to a point where like, you know, my beats sounding good enough to like go over my own bars, like that's such a big benefit and it saves me so much money. Yeah. Like it saves you so much money. And same thing with like, like managing and creating content. Like what's crazy is like, it doesn't cost a lot to look professional. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't cost, like if you look at my account and like everything we've been doing, like, like we're not doing this on like any, like, like I think some people think we have like crazy money. We don't have crazy money. Like, like we did this like Malachi. Yeah, I don't know. Malachi, yeah, Malachi is, a legend like Malachi is Malachi is the first Malachi and Eli Eli everything I've ever done with Eli uh so far in my career we haven't worked recently like now that he has a professional studio and everything but like everything I had done with Eli before like he's just did completely out of love like mm -hmm. just to like help me learn and see the vision and stuff like that like those are the type of people I want to work with like and, yep. and Malachi is a dude like he is a huge fan of my music. Like he genuinely just loves my music and he's a super creative mind, super talented. And so like we went out and did a photo shoot and then I kind of like, I had the whole tape done, the select few tape done. I've had it done for like forever, okay. but like I'm super picky with what I want to do. And we had tried to get a cover done. It didn't work how I wanted it. And I was like, nah, like I need the art that's going to be my cover to represent the quality of the music. Like it can't be a, a bad cover. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing a photo shoot and I kind of explained to him my, his, my idea and he's like, Oh yeah, dude, like let's do it. And then so sure as shit, like a week later I get, you know, my select few people, we go out to the beach and we do all these photos and I explain the idea of like people coming in all together within two days, he hits me back with all the covers. Like it was just like a creative balance of like working together. And then like, since then, like he's helped me shoot the mu multiple music videos. Cause like, Oh yeah. And then while we're shooting the music video, I'm like, 
while we're here, like this picture, yeah, while or, we're shooting or, the pictures. Sorry, while we're shooting the pictures, and like while we're here, what if we just got like a quick one take music video, and just like just to do it? And so he's like, "Is the cam?" I'm like, "Is the camera good enough?" He's like, "Yeah, it's good enough." So we set it up. We do the side profile, and I just sit there. We do the take. I walk off, and like that was the music video for Requiem, and it like it came out fire. Like, yeah, like yeah. every like that whole day like just went well, and then ever since then like he's just been like a guy that has worked with me. He. He quoted me during his toast at his wedding. Like he, oh, he, he yeah, he took he quoted the opening four bars of Close. He said, uh, <laughs> "I keep the real ones close. Everybody else lately, I've been trying to ghost. If they really got my trust, they my family, and they know we ain't got to shed blood. So if we friends, you my foe." Like he oh, quoted shit. that, and then he had me perform at his wedding, <laughs> just randomly. I was That's drunk dumb. off my ass too. And I, I've every single performance I've ever done, I've been completely sober. Like I like to have a straight mind. He comes up to me. I'm already like so deep in, like I'm gone. And he comes up to me and I'm like sitting at the table and he like puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, hey, you want to perform? You want to perform at my, my wedding? And I'm like, I look at him I'm like, yeah. And then like I was sitting there and I was like, I was low key hella nervous because like, bro, I've never performed even sort of under the influence, not even high. Like Let alone at, at the Ingemar Club. Yeah, at the, oh, Inga, shoot, yeah, yeah. At, at the Ingemar Club in front of all these like rich old people. And like, For it was real. insane. I was like, okay, like this is going to happen. <laughs> and then... It was, yeah, and then I ended up killing it. Of course, like that's, that's no question. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. He's he's the coolest guy ever, man. Yeah, he's a yeah. really good friend. Shout out to Malachi. Yeah. Yes, shout out to Malachi. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, that's. Anyways, that's what I love. I love creative people that are just your friend. Like I would die for a producer that just wanted to make a beautiful album with me. I think I'd mm-hmm. create like you know all time great album. Mm-hmm. That's like that's mm-hmm. my mentality. When you know, and I really think it shines light on like. Um, not to keep talking about juice you know what i'm saying but like when you find somebody like juice up uh you know up here like this like coming across somebody like that would be like finding a you know a needle in a haystack in la no definitely if if you would even find it oh yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like that value starts to come into perspective more when you start to see like the different aspects of the game, like you were talking about when you guys were in LA. You yeah, know what I'm no, yeah, like Eli's. Eli's a great. Not only like is his work ethic, work ethic amazing. Like, there's a lot of people that want to help, but they don't ever take the time to actually develop the skills. Like this man really worked on his shit. Like, and he did it for these guys that he saw potential and that he loved. It's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Like. I've never seen anybody who's as big as a fan of City Hippie as Eli. Like, mm-hmm. like whenever Eli would show us new music or anything that they were working on, like he's the dude that's like, bro, like listen to this. Like this shit is so good. Like, mm-hmm. like he just loves those guys and the music they're making. And so he's like, damn, like I want, I want this music to sound better. So I'm gonna develop my skills more so that I can help it get to that point. And like, dude, like what he did with Reef, like I, I like Reef's talented ass dude Mm -hmm. but as soon as he was able to get in the studio and start working with eli like his sound grew so much like Mm -hmm. he 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 is confidence to actually just release music yeah man like yep he dropped two singles this year mm -hmm. dude Mm -hmm. no he but like he's like like reese sound has developed like he used to just be like he used to just rap like he like if you listen to his old stuff like he's just like rapping on it he goes from that to like these beautiful melodies and like great songs and like mm-hmm. well-structured fun songs. Like that's just super impressive development. Like, and, and it's a lot thanks to an engineer. Like if you have a good ass engineer in your studio, that's able to record you that you're comfortable with, you mm-hmm. will grow as an artist tenfold. Yep. Like 
I think engineer probably more important than even a producer. Mm-hmm. Like engineer is more important than anything. And like, like that's for me, like I've been teaching myself how to kind of engineer. Cause like it's, I don't get comfortable with people like that. Like I'm not like that. Like I, I hold my art really close mm-hmm. until I'm like, this is it. And so like, I've been teaching myself how to do that. Cause it's so nice to be able to have something sound good initially, as soon as you record it. Like, cause if you listen to something back and it just doesn't sound right, it can kill the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. That's why engineers are like, and Eli, especially man, he's incredibly talented at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the city hippie guys, man. They're all super talented. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Like, um, Archie is a big guy. Archie like hopped on a song with me when I was like straight booty. Like I was, I was not good, man. Like the song I was making was not good. It was black <laughs> sheep though. Like, I, I don't know who let me get this tatted on me, man. Like it's real. <laughs> You'll but never it's, forget. It's a memory. It's a memory. Yeah. yeah. But like Archie, like one of the most creative dudes I've, I've seen work like he's such a creative mind like he's Mm -hmm. super cool um and then all those guys honest is wild honest Mm -hmm. did they talk about honest at all they sure did yeah yeah honest is bro that dude is he's killing it right now he might be the most underrated rapper i've ever seen ever like Mm -hmm. oh god he's crazy like he should he should at least have like a solid core like like you know few few thousand people that are obsessed with this music like mm-hmm. it's just yeah but there, there's so much talent around here it's crazy a lot of gems man yeah. it's crazy yeah, no, yeah for sure I think that like one of the issues me and Rowdy were actually talking about this on the way out here like um, I think that like a lot of people you know like a lot of local people think that like Humboldt rappers just won't make it you know what I mean because of where they're from because they're from Humboldt and like uh, you know like um, Iway kind of talks about like a curtain you know what I mean? Like we're like on this island of like being a couple years behind than any major city on like music and stuff like that. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's like been this like perception of like humble rappers. Right. But the thing is, is like, there's so much culture from here um, that needs to be shed. It's like actually dope. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is like a lot of these guys that are from, <clears throat> you know, LA and the Bay area are coming up with like, say like, uh, like the weed community, you know, the cannabis community and stuff like that. And they're really like kind of pushing that just because they're from California, like they're a part of that culture. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is like Humboldt County and like the whole Emerald Triangle has like real cannabis culture that like nobody really even like nobody else really has access to because we're really like from the ground up, you know, like mm-hmm. this is where it Decades started. Of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man, it's just like, it's brought in a lot of, there's also a lot of like, there's a lot of trauma in this area, you know? And, and the thing is, is like uh, greatness kind of usually comes from like pain, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of, um, yeah, like trauma, like it all comes back to trauma, right. From like childhood and like seeing certain things that you experience and like making you want to create like, like Rowdy, like has an artistic expression now in music, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think it's really dope that like, there's so many dope artists up here that like want somebody once somebody like gets a name for themselves, the cool thing about it is like where we want to see is like, everybody's going to like end up getting reap the benefits of somebody exploding from here because once someone makes it, it's like um, the microscope kind of comes over a lot more. Yep. Like you saw that was like PG, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so PG is where like uh, logic and IDK came from. Mm-hmm. And now there's so many dope artists that are coming from PG that like, the microscope is just really heavy on that area, which, you know, Logic and IDK are obviously really big names, but like, it just goes to show that like, even in small little areas, the, the microculture and like what makes 
what makes them dope is the culture that comes from that area. Mm-hmm. Like, like a buffalo. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, uh, 38s, well, I'm talking Ransom 38 special, and we're also talking about Griselda. You know, they put buffalo yep. on the map. Yep. Yeah, you Griselda's know I mean? crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely like, it just takes one name to like, it's like, oh, what's going on over here? Like, where, mm-hmm. where did this come from? Which is like a really cool uh, concept. And sh- and I'm trying to be that name. Like, I'm, I'm, I have big, big aspirations. That's for sure. Like, hell yeah, hey man, you got it. You got to. You know what I mean? Because that's you. You have to put yourself out there. Like, you know, people say that this is a little too much. You know what I mean? But I really feel like what certain artists do, like Kendrick. You know what yeah. I mean? Like certain artists have said, like, well, I will accept like some level of like goat status i will accept like i am the best you know what i mean and so or i've got you know i want to be the best yeah you know what i'm saying so you're completely fine Dude, with that yeah. hip-hop is a competitive sport like it's mm-hmm. it's seriously competitive i don't care what anybody says every artist that's in rap has that competitive mindset they want to be the best it's like mm-hmm. and like like I, I for sure have that i used to have it heavy but like now like i do just do this because I, I love it and it's my art but like I feel like I have the potential to make like, you know, some of the greatest art. Like I, that's just like my mindset. I'm young, I'm 18. Mm -hmm. I've already made classics in my opinion. And my only goal is to continue to make more classics. And it's like, if, if, if I'm going to, you know, look up to these people who are incredibly talented, like I got to at least, there's no reason I can't strive for that. Like we're all human. Everybody starts in my opinion from the, the same base. Like it comes down to like your mentality and like, what you want to be like you know mm-hmm. the world is yours like it's, mm-hmm. it's, i feel you man and with you doing you know i mean being a wordsmith and just being constantly at it you know what i mean it just tells me right there okay this is definitely there's no this is not you know this is your path you know oh, what yeah. i mean like it's music 100 percent. you know Dude, what i'm saying you know what's funny is that like he kind of skipped over this area so when he was 13 he was doing the whole like youtube videos and stuff uh my wife we were down in the bay area with him and he was telling us he was like you know i'm just like i'm just i feel like i'm doing i'm i'm working really hard right now on these youtube videos but he's like i just feel like it's not like me and we were like what's you know what is you you know flashback a little bit earlier when he was five this dude was like outside our mom's hair salon singing on with a whole suit and a fedora, fedora on the ground down, trying to get money and trying to get money so he could go over and get a five dollar foot long in a starbucks you know oh, what i mean like man. so we knew when he was a young yeah. age like you know this kid could be like he's a star you know yeah. like at a young age he was like already like you know most kids when they're five you ask them what they want to be. It's like, I want to be a doctor, a mm-hmm. firefighter, something like that. This kid at five years old was like, no, nah, I want to be famous. Yeah. Like yeah. straight up. He really did. And so, you know, when he was 13 and we started like telling him, cause you can't really influence kids. You got to like, let them figure it out on their own, you know? Cause if you're too strong of an influence, I feel like there comes a point where it's like, they start to question their own. Like, did I do this myself or was I influenced to do this? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he starts telling us that he wants to go and do music and um, we're, we're driving by and we see this little like psychic stand, you know, and he's like, oh, I want to go see a psychic. We're like, oh, you're not 18, so it's not going to work. You know, you got to be 18 to see this thing. Well, he finds this California psychic website where you can call in on like psychics who are actually live and, okay. and you can call and have phone conversations with them. I'll type in right here. I'll go say, ahead. Type okay. in. So this is the day that we des- I decided I was going to quit making YouTube videos and just start making music. 13 years old, 
barely have any experience in actually doing this action, like, you know, actually touching music. So I call this sidekick and I have it recorded. Like, this isn't like my mind, like tricking me or like, you know, bending the idea. But like, first thing I say, I gave her my name and my date of birth. That's it. Not my full name. It's just Rowdy. I just say my name's Rowdy. My, I was born in 2004. The, literally, first thing I say, I say, am I going to be happy with my career? That's all I said. I didn't. I, so I didn't leave any like, you know, like, am I going to be famous? I'm gonna, like, I didn't say that. I said, will I be happy with my career path? She sits there for like three seconds. She's like, you love music, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she felt yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. And she's like, because I see a career in music. That was, it was, it was. And you ain't said nothing about it. I didn't say a single thing. <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say a word about music. She just, she just knew. Like it was, it was, and before that, like I didn't really believe. It. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like whatever. And then she said that and I was like, shook. It was like, it was the most mind blowing thing ever. And like, even if it was a coincidence to me, it just feels like that was like, for me, that was the universe giving me that push. Like, okay, mm -hmm. do this. Like you, this you is, this is what you meant for. Yep. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. And like, mm -hmm. it's always just kind of felt like that's what it's, I have in fifth grade, we did this thing where everybody had to write down a compliment for their classmates like the, the paper would pass around and say their name and then the student would have to think of a compliment I still have the paper and like 15 of them were like you're a good rapper and at the time like I wasn't really rapping my own stuff like I'd just be like rapping like Eminem but everybody was like Rowdy's the rapper Rowdy's the rapper so like it's just like been like it's literally been my existence since forever like it's man yeah. that's dope though you've been living hip hop your whole life man yeah man oh and, and I want to touch on uh a huge thing that uh, Mr. Laner Zigzilla did for me. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to this Zigzilla. Was, shout out to Zigzilla. So I, I had him seventh grade, and I did like there was this play, and he had written a rap for it, and I ended up actually doing the rap in the play. So like, so like I went up on stage, and we did like this rap for the play. At the time, though, I still wasn't writing my own music. But he saw that I really loved it, and like we'd talk about music all the time. I'd like I'd go into his off uh, his class at like lunch, and I'd just like show him new rappers that I really liked or artists that I was listening to. And then eighth grade, once I actually started writing, I would come to him and I'd just show him you know new songs that I was working on, and like you know he would give me feedback, be like yeah yeah you know like he was always so supportive and like like really like but he helped me, kind of mentored me, and then I had made my song always. Uh, which was what I wrote. I it was the first song I recorded with Eli, and it was actually like fire for like a thirteen-year-old. Like it's a good song, uh, and I showed that to him, and he loved it. And then like later on in the year, it's getting down to the end of the year, and he's trying to get together like basically because the there was a couple other kids that were trying to kind of do music, and then he was going to perform, and he was basically just going to like put. He was trying to put on this little concert during like a fair that the school was doing, and he had come to me and he's like, Rowdy, I really want you to perform. And at the time, I was like, uh, I don't know, performing in front of all of my peers who have ridiculed me for deciding I want to be an artist. And, you know, like all my peers that have like, you know, they, they made a joke out of me. I was like, it's like, it's a big thing. And I was like, so for the, like, for a good month beforehand, I was like, mm -mm, like I don't think so. I'll think about it, blah, blah, blah. But he kept on bugging me about it to the point where I just felt bad. I was like, Mr. Landers done so much for me. Like, I'll just do this. And so he got me to go up on stage for the first time and perform my own music. Not only that, he was right by my side doing ad-libs. He had memorized oh, my whole oh, entire shit. song for, like with me. He had memorized the whole thing and would like dub my lines for me. So like I would like, if like he saw I was out of breath, like he kind of like tap in and like finish the lineup for me oh, and stuff like that. And that's dope. It's the coolest thing ever. Not only that, like 
it broke that barrier for me because like you know like that first time performing there's such a jitter like you know like it was yeah. it was crazy there was so much leading up to it but then i was like man like every performance since then has felt like a breeze because i was performing in front of a bunch of kids that didn't even want to be there who you know like like you know don't even like me that much and think i'm like a meme so of course like once i'm performing on a stage where there's a bunch of people out there that are actually wanting to see me like that's going to be like you know that's light work not only that but the music's only going to get better mm -hmm. and so like every performance i've done since then it's just been like so much easier because i broke that barrier because right. of mr laner so that's like i have so much love for mr laner yeah yeah my kid goes to a school um up here and there's you know, they have like a jam session and stuff like that. They, you know, they're trying to facilitate, you know, there's only so, you know, so many teachers, et cetera, you know, stuff like that. But when you got somebody like Zach Laner, who's involved, in, he's, 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 it's not like he was doing hip hop at some previous point in time and then stopped and then just worked mm -hmm. with kids. Like he's still fully yeah. immersed, dropped, you know, bunch of track, actually an yeah, he's album going this off year, right now, man. you know, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and, and then, still at work you know like that's his that's like his extracurricular activities right but then like at work facilitating hip-hop oh, yeah. as a creative outlet that's the thing is that we need creative outlets yes. you know what i mean and yes. so to have somebody like that like that's like man and i'm not even when i when i just think about it between you know and zach laner and juice man like that's like that's like a foundation. Yeah, man. No, definitely. Yeah. It's another person I want to touch on who's in the school system, who's really uh, like bringing hip hop into it is Maggie. She, so she's the vice or she's the principal now. She's the principal of Hoopa, but she was a teacher there for like a long time. And she, she would teach English. Almost all of her English classes were centered around hip hop. Oh, she, I mean, she would have these kids breaking down like old school hip hop, like Nas and different artists and looking at the language inside of it and the beauty inside of it and the culture inside of it and had them studying it. Oh, I mean, man. And she was and she's amazing. Like she's so she's a prime example of the exact same thing that Mr. Lander is doing, where it's like. It's hard to find a passionate teacher sometimes, mm -hmm. man, like once I got out of elementary school, I. I most of my teachers suck. Mr. Laner was like a really bright, like not because not only is he just like, you know, he showed me ways in hip hop, but like he made me fall in love with learning. Like he 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 made me fall in love with history and like learning like that type of thing because he was just so passionate about it. And you could tell that he would come there every single day with the hopes of like influencing some kid. He he like changed the direction of one of my, like my, not one, he changed the direction of my best friend's life too. My best friend, all through elementary school was like a shit student. Like it was, he was bad. Like he, he would not do anything. He would just like, he would like go to the, ask to go to the bathroom and just like run the halls. Like he was, <laughs> he just hated school. He didn't have the attention span for it. And then sixth grade came around. He got a class with Mr. Laner and it totally flipped everything. He's like, Oh my God, learning is amazing. All of a sudden he's like a number one student straight A's. Now he's studying in a castle in Europe abroad. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because like these were like Mr. Laner for like both of us, this, we weren't even best friends at the time. Right. Both of us, Mr. Laner had a huge impact on our lives. Right. And then, 
he, we, we weren't friends. And then like over the past like couple years, we come together, come to find out both of our favorite teachers are Mr. Laner. Not only that, but Mr. Laner keeps in touch with us. And like all of like, we are both like highlighted, highlighted students for him. And it's like this crazy thing where it's like, oh my God, like that's crazy. That like, that's crazy. Yeah. So like, he's just, I, he's had an impact on so many different people. And Maggie has done the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for bringing Maggie up. I didn't even know about her. Shout out to Maggie and what she's doing out yes. there. Yeah. It's so, we need that kind of energy, man. Like people like that, like, man, like I just feel like that should be like the kings in the community, the kings and queens. Like, oh, like man, you know, yeah. like people should be respecting those people so much for oh, yeah. helping people even just to be able to learn, you know, and all the things that teachers do. But when you have a passionate teacher, like what she's doing, like you would be blessed to go to a university that had a teacher that's doing what she's doing exactly you know yeah no definitely yeah it's it's hard to find people that are genuinely passionate about it mm -hmm. but I think uh, that's kind of like the issue too with a lot of like um like public school public schools is that like so many people are kind of burnt out you know mm -hmm. and they kind of lose sight of what their passion was to even get into that position anyway because they're really influencing the youth and like I don't know. They're kind of like, they're setting us up for the future too, in a, in a way, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, the youth are so inspired and like, like me, like I, uh, me and my wife, we homeschool our children. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because for us, we feel like it, we're able to see what our kids are passionate about at a young age. And with my daughters being around rowdy and like us and the music, they're just like, you know, my daughter arrow, uh, she, she sings every single emotion that she has, you know what I mean? Oh, so dope. like, seeing that at such a young age and like being able to actually like feed those passions rather than shoot them down because you know i can't tell you how many teachers told rowdy or even me when i was younger you know what i mean like you need to get a little bit more realistic with your dreams and like think about something that you can do that like will pay you x amount of dollars and you know how you can be beneficial to society rather than how you can be the best version of you that's going to make you happy you know mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah that's the biggest thing like you, for all we know we only live once so it's like why would you spend your life trying to like conform to what people think is right not only that like most of these people have zero actual effect of my life like I, you know like I don't see these people and so for like a long time I'm like oh I'm gonna prove them all wrong like that, that was my mentality and then I was like who cares like genuinely like you only live once I would rather spend my life doing this chasing this dream and failing at it than like settling and then wondering what could have happened, like what could have been. Like I'll forever be happy if I'm making great music and like, you know, if the benefits come to where I can be making a living off of doing this, like that's incredible. Like that's, you know, that's the plan. But like at the end of the day, I, I have a line, I'll be 40 and a failure before 20 and a quitter. Cause it's just like, that's, that's kind of the mentality I think I'll have for life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it is crazy how many people just kind of like, let themselves be content with something they're not happy with. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of it's like, like who's to say like, you know, this person on the left who's been chasing a dream, who's had, you know, a crazy wild ups and downs life is any less valuable or, you know, um, any less special than someone who followed the narrow path and made a hundred thousand dollars for their whole life. Like the person on the left, I'm sure had a way more fruitful experience on this planet. Like, you know, like you can be broke and have a good life. Like my, mm -hmm. my best friend, Tristan, like this dude is set up to be like, you know, he's going to have a great life, but like, 
like that's not his mentality like he just wants like he's out in europe right now like doing crazy shit like you know leaving for the weekend and getting into like the the queen's funeral and like seeing things like oh shit like like life is all about like experience and so it's like i don't know i think the whole idea that you need to have this like set path or a backup plan is is just like stupid because it's like if you're doing what you love you're gonna create experience out of it and like it doesn't like as long as your life was fruitful and like you were doing shit that you were truly passionate about like Mm -hmm. dude props to you like you're no you know you're just as much a winner as anybody else like yep yep that's the biggest thing doing that in the face of a world that wants you to do the opposite yeah yeah that's like a albert Camus. he's a philosopher like and he's he's a he's an existentialist where like his whole mentality is like the meaning of life is to go against this idea that there's like a meaning to life mm-hmm. like that like there's no meaning to life but that's what makes it beautiful you have endless opportunities you can go do whatever you want you can go move to mexico right now and buy a cheap boat and start selling fish like you know like, like yeah. there's nothing that genuinely is stopping you like it's just like this box that we put each other in and like the system that we get stuck in and the routine that we get comfortable in but like it's a world like there's a whole world out there you can do whatever the hell you want like mm-hmm. as long as it's you know respectful to the people around you and like you're living out your life and you're not bugging other people like do your thing yeah you know, that's like I, I don't know i think that's a huge thing like people get too caught up in what other people are doing like mm-hmm. what's the point of that mm-hmm. like focus on yourself yeah. It's, it's, it's that easy you know like uh-huh. focus on yourself and show love to people if you if you want if you yep. see something someone's doing that you like show love if you don't like it keep walking like it's, mm-hmm. it's that simple I don't that's know. right that kind of thing happens a lot on social media where that that you know what you just said right now that's like that's what people should be doing you know yeah. you should just move forward like there's all kinds of people that will, you know, there's the internet sleuths, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're out there, you know, screenshotting away, you know, and stuff like that. Like, if you just, like, me, as, me as somebody that's making content, like, I don't have any time for that. Yeah, like, no, like, yeah. I don't even look at, like, other people's stories as often as I should to just show them love. Like, because what I'm actually doing is, like, showing them love on the timeline. Let me like their post. Yeah. You know what I mean, I get called out as, like, a bot because I'm, like, <laughs> liking everybody's posts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it happens like that. Because I'm, like you said, just show love, show love keep yeah. moving. You know what I mean? Like, that's my MO. No, mm-hmm. man, that's what, I really respect what you're doing because it's purely out of love. Like, you're just giving people a platform and and seeing a passion and something that you're passionate about as well. Like, you love hip-hop mm-hmm. and you love to see people out here doing it. And so you're giving, like, it's a really cool thing. And it's, like it's like you're going out of your way. Like most people don't even like you don't need to do shit besides mind your own business. Like what, what what's causing you to want to like you know prey on someone that's chasing their dream? You know that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. But you know it's it's humans. People are sad. Hurt people mm-hmm. hurt people. Yep. It's it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. I've learned because back when I was corny and we were doing like <laughs> back when I was corny and I was making corny music, um, we would run like some ads. And, you know, they wouldn't get the best reception and they'd be like, oh, he's a culture vulture or this is culture appropriation, different things like that. And I'm like sitting here like, damn, bro, like I love this. Like, I really love hip hop, like down to my core more than anything. Like I study this. My favorite rappers are like people that are really doing something. And like, I want to actually do something. I'm not trying to come here to feed off nothing. Like I come here purely out of love, knowing my place, you know, knowing that like this is like a culture that I am not like, you know, fully part of, but like something that I want to contribute to and like, and just like, you know, make 
No, you a part of it because you definitely. Yeah, a part I, I know, of I'm it. a part of it, but like I'm a guest in the space type thing. Like other you know, people created it. Yeah, exactly. But now there's been so many generations, yeah. man. Like you know, that's why I, I love hip hop because yeah. it's done that. It's it's cross generational boundaries. It's cross racial boundaries. At it this is. Point. It's and worldwide. It's the biggest genre in the world for sure. Yeah. I just yeah. I try to walk with respect for the roots at all times. You yeah. know, like this is a thing. Like, you know, this developed off of people talking about what they were going through, through a hard time, an experience I never had. You know what I mean? Like, I fell in love with what they were doing, like being able to put poetry and music and doing that. Like, that's what I find amazing about it. And the fact that it was able to do that in a way that, like, some music just can't. Like, to to speak on such, you know, heavy things that are happening and do it in such a tactful, thoughtful way is, like, it's absolutely amazing. And it's, like... With yeah. the eloquence that you bring to it, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, appreciate it, man. Add that to it, man. That's definitely, you know, compelling. Yeah, man. And that's, I, that's, I'm just trying to, like, constantly grow and provide art that has, like, actual value. You know, like, that's, like, my biggest thing. Like, I'm... Like, the music and the mentality that I have going into making music is, like, if this isn't... If, if I don't feel like this is adding something to the music world, like, there's no point of putting it out for me. You know, like, I like, I like making music that people can feel. And, like, people can hear that, like, I made it because I felt it. Like, I this was, like, a real moment in my life where I had to sit down and express myself. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's what, like, has made my music resonate with, like, the people that it has. Like, like you know, like, my biggest songs are songs where it's, like, like I was just, like, like Tides is still getting, like, 100 streams a day on Spotify. It's been out for two years now. Dope. And it's, like, it's just because people hear that. And it, it never gets old for them. Like the people that liked it two years ago when it connected and started creating like that tight fan base of people that really like it, like it connected with them in a way where it's forever a song that they're going to hold dear, which is like what's like really amazing. And if you continue to make that timeless art, like like I posted when I released Climbing, I said this song will have 100 million streams someday because I, I truly believe like whenever my time comes and people fall back on the music I've been making, like all these songs that have real emotion, like that never, like that's timeless. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't fall off. It doesn't get old. Like, you know, like you can listen to Good Kid Mad City tomorrow, right? And it's just as timeless and amazing or to mm-hmm. Pimp a Butterfly or anything on Kendrick's like mm-hmm. catalog. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. As you were talking about being timeless, man, I was like, that's what Kendrick does. And then you yeah. said, yeah, <laughs> no, dude, dude. Nobody makes art like Kendrick, in my my humble opinion. Like I agree, man. That man, that man changed the way that I look at music. Like before that, I would listen to albums, but then when I listened to that and I saw a whole movie in my head, I was like, mm-hmm. "What?" Yep. And then I and then I realized, like, man, like this dude, like, it's like the detail orientation and like everything. Like he really just like looks at everything. And, and puts it together so masterfully like mm-hmm. that in my opinion that man is like better than Mozart like yeah and I'm the reincarnated Mozart all I've written is classics but like that's what's up but Kendrick Kendrick is a that dude is like something else and it's crazy because I truly think like like schools are going to be studying like his work in like a few years mm-hmm. like not in a few years and like like give it like 20 years or like 30 years like people are going to look back at like to pimp a butterfly and like that's like a culturally relevant thing to the times and what was going on then mm-hmm. and this man proceeded to like touch on it in such a way and create like these anthems and speak for his people in such a beautiful way like that's like that's on some like malcolm x like 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 
seriously like a prophet type thing. Like I, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Like Kendrick, what do you think of Mr. Moyle and the Big Steppers? Oh man, you know I definitely loved it. I was trying to ask uh, the boys from City Hippie what mm. did they think, but the brief uh, so it was like ah, we don't want to touch on it, man, because uh, it's, it's definitely you know like he don't want to touch on it because he's a hater. Uh oh, he's a big hater. <laughs> nah, him and Eli got on my ass because I'm talking about how it's a classic and they don't they, they were just shit on. I'm like man, y'all they got a high standard though. Eli got a high standard, man. Eli got a high standard. Kendrick's meeting every standard, man. Like that's like <laughs> I feel you. How man. can you have a high standard for like one of the best records? One of the most like what what frustrated me? Like people like they were saying like I'm, I'm not gonna get into it. That's just gonna be bad. <laughs> that's but like overtime. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, in my personal opinion, like it sounded nothing like he's done before. It was the most emotional, raw shit I've ever heard. And everything he was touching on is like, what I love about it, like that's what I like to do in my music. Like I like, I like to write really personal music. And with writing personal music, people can find ways to connect their own experience to that. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mr. Morale was. Like that was that man opening up, owning up to his own personal flaws. Like, you know, like so many people before this album viewed Kendrick as like this perfect person because he's really intelligent and he makes great music. But most of those people that are really intelligent and make great music aren't the best people. And he owned up to that and he owned up to his flaws and like his, you know, the thing, like his his generational traumas and the way that it's affected him and the way that he's acted in his life mm-hmm. and like how he's trying to heal from it and grow. And also like the way he's like letting go of like his, you know, savior mentality. Like there was so much depth to that album that like... Yeah. Like is that album is incredible. That's my album of the year. Yep. And the Forever Story. The Forever Story is crazy. Oh, you know, I love him, Bro, he's he's top three in the game right now. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of skill, like, dude, that that guy can rap. Yeah, he can. And he can make a song, and he can sing, mm-hmm. and he can do it all. Like, yep. it, oh my God, yeah. That's one of Cole's best sign. Re- re- you know, in the last few years, that's you know probably one of his best signees right there, man. That was a good oh, move, yeah. dude. You know. So village village pulling them in like that you know earth gang too is dope you know yeah, earth gang is great. yeah i've seen jid i think it's three times now live yeah I, I met him at a meet and greet one year that was really? dope yeah man i was wearing this like no limit uh records like track suit and he was like oh that shit is dope <laughs> you know? and I, was, like, I was tripping man he's a crazy. super cool guy like yeah, he just from what guy. i've seen he seems just like and, and it, you find anybody in dreamville they're probably going to be super genuine people like, mm-hmm. you know cole i think cole probably goes off vibes with anyone i think cool is probably like the coolest person in the music industry like he just seems mm-hmm. like a genuinely nice guy yep so i feel like he's doing what you were talking about you do in that he's the music that cole is putting out there like it's a hundred percent cold there's yes not, i know that he's of course in charge of dreamville dreamville so he has the ability to do that but separately i mean like there's no level of like anybody putting any creative influence on his album that's that's what i'll say like it's it's there's a high standard on cole of course you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and it's probably not his best record but it's still a record like and man like there's some great songs on there i'm trying to remember the one the one where he's rapping about taxes that song goes so hard oh yeah i I love that song kevin's heart is a great song Mm -hmm. uh 1985 yeah shit's on on Mm -hmm. little pump real quick like that was this there's great there's great records on that like it's so yeah i i definitely think it was there'd be parts of it where I, it was just a bit draining. Like it just kind of felt like it was like pulling a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And like the, the beats weren't like, it wasn't his most inspired album, but it was still mm-hmm. like, 
you know, he's J. Cole, he's rapping. Like, he's he's got bars. Like, yeah, I can always listen to a J. Cole. And he's got the best, like, he's got one of my favorite voices. So I could listen to him, you know, mm-hmm. rapping over farts. I probably like it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. Man, what about us? Uh, so we talked about Kendrick, J.I.D., Cole. Who's another one of your favorite rappers, man? Influences. Uh, uh, Tyler, the creator. Tyler, oh, the yeah. creator, man. That's... That dude, I mean, Mac Miller, too. I'll, I'll touch on Mac Miller after Tyler, but yeah, yeah. Tyler, Tyler's another example of like, he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of like the, the modern generation's Kanye in a sense mm-hmm. with a little bit more of a level head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like the overall creativity that he, he inspires and he brings is something I want to do like, like with the covers and things like that. Like that was me like trying to take my art to more than the music. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like people can like, like if you're going to run ads or something and try to like bring fans in, like if they find, like, I think when people find my page, like that's just like, like, that's just like intriguing. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see that and you see like all these people getting added to this cover and it adds curiosity because it's, it's like a whole world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when artists kind of create a whole world around their music, like Tyler does, like that's like, it's very impressive and inspiring and like that's what i like he's just a creative all around and his music's phenomenal and he got he's a great rapper he's a great singer incredible producer like mm-hmm. he he doesn't have one weak spot in his in his ability great yep. performer yeah. too we went oh my god him. yeah, yeah we, we, we went oh, and saw him what was that festival called uh day in vegas day in vegas oh, we went to day in vegas we saw kendrick go, too yeah. yeah i saw yeah it was cool because we got to see like Kendrick, you know, first time doing like the big steppers type energy where he oh, came out sick. and he was like stomping. Like he didn't perform any of the music, but those videos it was, went viral on yeah, man. That's yeah, crazy. It was like all the foreshadowing for what was coming. And oh my God, it was literally the most amazing experience ever. But him and Tyler were like two of the best performers I've ever Joey seen. BA. Joey oh, B.A. killed it. Oh, Joey Badass? Yeah. Oh, Joey Badass is another one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, yeah I love him ba- too. Yeah, He's jo- dope. Joey Badass is fucking, oh my God. Straight. I saw him in Logic uh, down in San Fran years ago. Yeah, we saw Logic too. I used to be a huge Logic fan when I was younger. You know, as he fell off, I kind of like fell off with it. But he's, he's made his way back around. Like I, I checked out his newest record. He was rapping his ass off. Oh yeah. yeah he can, he, I find like, I, if, if I ever miss a Logic album, I can go back and I'm gonna like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, you know, rappers, I, I feel like every artist just has kind of like a, a plateau, unless you're Kanye West, where you're just putting out nothing but classics or Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole. You know, I mean, mm. there's there's those guys, but like, even like, like you know, Jay-Z's had a couple albums where like, they weren't his, you know, his best work. Doesn't change the fact that he's probably the GOAT or arguably the GOAT next to Kendrick. In my opinion, I think Kendrick's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. He's Kendrick's I, I my GOAT. Good. Kendrick is my GOAT. Yep. Um, but Jay-Z would be like right there for me. Okay. Jay-Z is also another artist I love. Uh, but yeah, Tyler is just, I think a perfect example of like all around, like that dude is just creative as fuck. Mm-hmm. And like, like I love his persona too. That he oh got out God. there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. He's just cool. Like he's just cool and he's funny and he's himself. Like being yourself is just such an important thing when you, if you're going to be like, put in the spotlight you have to be comfortable with being yourself otherwise it's going to get draining like mm-hmm. imagine having to like be in the spotlight all these people watching all the time and having to like put on an act like that would like that would be rough like yeah. that's why people go crazy mm-hmm. you know so sucking your soul out man oh yeah man yeah seriously and mac i mean look like dude music yeah. mac's an example of what you know the industry can do to you if it's mm-hmm. it's tough but 
what I loved about Mac, like you especially like he just is another perfect example of someone that just loves music. Like, like, like his circles is maybe my favorite album ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like a comfort album for me. Like I can put that on and like any emotions I'm feeling will just kind of like fade. I can mm-hmm. just like, and he was a great singer, like a great producer, great instrumental, like he, he's full everything. Like he was, he's just super talented artist. So I, Max music has really inspired me recently. Cause like, I want to broaden my horizons in that sense. Like I want to go take singing lessons, you know, I'm trying to learn piano. Like I'm trying to like mm. develop everything. Like, Cause mm-hmm. I, I, again, I just want, even if I'm not the one singing on a track, like I'd love to be able to put down a hook and bring someone in and be like, this is how I want it to sound. Like mm-hmm. be able to orchestrate. That's yeah. like, that's kind of the vision for me. That's a dope direction right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's the vision. Like, like, like I said, when, I don't want to like, yeah, I don't want to put myself in a box. Like hip hop is like my roots and I love rapping. And like, that's always like, like where I'll fall back on. But like, I would love to be able to expand my horizons and just make good music. Mm-hmm. Like, like at the end of the day, just making good music that's soulful and like, you know, has like my mind and my emotions. Any way I, c- I can express it is like, for me, like the, the main goal. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. That's that's right there. That's, that's how you know somebody has it in their heart. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's definitely the heart. That's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool being able to find something so early to like being able to find something that I can commit myself to and uh, just fall in love with. Like, it's been really dope. And then, and then have unconditional support on top of it from this mm-hmm. guy and from my family. Like, like it's been nothing but like pushing me to go, which like if I didn't have that, who knows? Like I had so many other people in my ear that are like, oh yeah, you're going to be this, you're going to be that, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's whatever. Like it's always how it is. There's always that doubt. But to have like, you know, the people whose opinions I value most being like, well, if you love it, do it. Mm-hmm. And, and not only just saying, if you love it, do it, but helping me do it. I mean, this man is like, <laughs> we've been through a lot. <laughs> we've, been through, we've, we've been through a lot and like, but this man is, invested money in me like helped me buy equipment so that i could build a studio and record myself he's helped you know do ads he's helped me with playlisting like this man is truly like sees the vision he's my biggest fan like you know what i mean like he's my biggest fan he sees the vision and he keeps me motivated sometimes you got to have somebody who believes in you more than yourself by your side because like mm-hmm. you know there'll be times where like you're like oh whatever and then you know this person comes in they listen to you and they're like they hype it up and all of a sudden it's like, all right, I'll finish this song. And then you finish the song and it turns out to be a great song. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's kind of like what Cam has always been for me. He's been that rock of like, if I'm going to doubt myself, I know he's not going to doubt me. Like he believes in me 100%. Yeah. Sometimes it's to his detriment. Like when, when I can't trust him because every single song that I make, he loves with a passion. <laughs> that's when I go to my guy, Jordan, who's also been a mentor for me. Uh, Jordan, Shout out J Riv. Yeah, J Riv, man. He was, he's like an old head, been rapping for forever. Was in San Diego most of his life, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and in no, he grew up in Connecticut. But then he moved to San Diego, and that's where like most of his hip hop scene was, right? Yeah, he actually worked a little bit uh, on the East Coast with like Wu Tang, and like he actually um, came up with Biggie's first manager. Uh, I can't recall his name right now, but that's how he got introduced to hip hop. Mm. And then he came over to San Diego, had a really big underground scene where, you know, he can go and do a set on a show every weekend, make a thousand bucks. And then, you know, he was surfing and kind of living like the California girl life and stuff. So he kind of, um, you know, 
don't want to get too much into his story because that's his experience. But like, he's, he's a dope. He can rap. He can, he can rap his rap. ass off, and he's real as fuck. And he was always the guy you know I could go to, and he'd be like, "Not nah, isn't it?" Mm. Maybe you know, he'd be like, "Yeah, oh, keep keep trying, keep trying." It like, it was great because like, again, that song always like I like I said I just like you know I touched magic for a second and made that song, and then everything after that for like a year was ass, right? And like he would always be like, eh, "It's not always, mm, it's not always," mm, and like it, <laughs> it gave me that like that fire to be like, nah, 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 I got to top this. I got to get better. I can't have the first song I ever recorded be the peak. Like I can't, that can't be. And he still tells me always is my best song. It's bullshit. It's so <laughs> Even though he tells me on the back end, he's like, I'm just might just like to see that little fire get ignited in him. Yeah. <laughs> There's value in that, man. You need, yeah. like you said, you need somebody pushing you like that. Oh yeah, man. No, it, it, you need it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely necessary. It's, it's, that's the one thing about humble that scares me is it's it's easy to get comfortable and content and like that's the last thing I want to be is comfortable like I I feel like I know my potential and I know what I want to do and I don't want to be like oh well like I'm good I'm good like I don't need to be you know like like I already see it like I already like you know like there'll be nights where I'll sit down and I want to produce a beat and then I'll just fall back to writing a verse because. I've, I've worked so hard and I've gotten so good at writing that like to go back to, it sucks to suck at something like it sucks to have to go sit down and make this shitty beat when I could sit down and write this fire verse. Like Mm -hmm. it's, so it takes, it takes discipline to want to be, um, you know, and that, that mentality of like wanting to be great. And I feel like humble can, it's such a low key vibe and you can fall into just like liking it so much. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's like, if you want to be like, like, like just chill and vibe, like that's what is beautiful about humble County mm-hmm. is that it has that energy. And it's like, like, it's like, you're not completely isolated, but you're not in this big city where if you want to go anywhere, it's an hour drive. And there's all these people from different areas. Like people know each other. And it's like a nice sense of community mm-hmm. and it can be it. Like it's just, it's a nice night. It's a nice life. And that's why people, I feel like, you know, stay with it. But it's like when you have like an ambition, it's easy to be like, you know, if you get into that routine, like, well, things are good. And all of a sudden four years have passed by and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, like where did the time go? And I just yeah. don't want to get stuck in that. Like I want to like stay on things and, and not slow down. in that balance between all right let's move yeah. forward keep it moving you know yeah and that's what i'm loving about it here right now it's like i have everything i need so there's no reason for me to go like i have a studio you know like i got a, a nice home like i like i'm like i'm ch- i'm chilling right now but that's the issue i'm chilling like i have to stay disciplined it takes a lot of discipline but it's good to learn it like you know what i mean like it's it's good to learn the discipline and i think it's like a kind of a good test because it's like right now is the prime time i'm 18 years old like i can i can dial in the hours and really master this stuff and i have all the things i need to do it so it's like i just have to stay on top of myself and i feel like that's where comfort comes into play right because it's like if you're in la and you're you know on your ass and you're struggling like 
you're going to feel even extra motivated to, to try to make it, you know, like to really push it. Like, fuck, this is all I got. Like, I need to do this. I need money now. Yeah. And so like, compared to like, if you're living in a nice warm home, you're chilling, you got a nice TV, you got like, you know, you're living in, you're with your family that you, you spend, you know, like you would you love their time. Like it's easy to just be like, well, yeah, this is good. And then you're not as hungry to just continue to put things down. Yep. Luckily I haven't had that problem. I'm always just, hungry to put things down but I, I fear it every day everybody has like this conception that like i was just like gifted with it and that i like i make because i released a good song when i was 13 and I, I you know like and i've been i'm i've been good about what i release you know like i haven't released you know one of my shit tracks or anything like that but like they don't see the 200 songs that i wrote you know, in between this song to that song or every single verse that I've penned, that I've scrapped or every time I've gone into Eli's studio and recorded a wax song, like they don't see that part of it. Like, like anybody could be at the level I'm at at this age if they had started at the same time and put in the same amount of work. Like it just comes down to like, if you really want to do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't really want to do it because it's draining and it's hard. Like being creative is in my opinion, just hard. Like, like it's amazing and it's healing, but it also can be the polar opposite. Like, like every single day, like, like, you know, like I'll write it. I'll, 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 like tonight I might go home and write a great verse. Right? I might write a great song and I'll wake up the next day and be like, okay, but can I do it again? Like, there's always like, you know, like, like there's always that, that quite like as soon as like, I read this book called the artist way and it touches on it. It's like, there's like this hunger that you have every single day. And if you don't feel it, you have like this dissatisfaction with life. Like, like if I don't write for a day, like I just feel like shitty. Like I feel like it's like the equivalent of like being addicted to coffee and like not getting your coffee in the morning and then having to go about the day. Like, like if I don't, if I don't get my fixing of like feeling accomplished, like I did something creative and made good music, it, it like, drains my mental like and, and it, it, it actually like physically like affects my mood and like how I do other things like if I can if I can get something like I go about the rest of my day so much better if I know that I did something productive with like my music and for a lot of people like it's not like that and that that's I think that's kind of like the separation but if you're going to do it full-time and commit to it like you have those days or when you, when you do pen a bad verse and you're like, Oh wow, that was rough. Like, how did I make this song? But then I wrote that, like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have to kind of grow, like it's, it's all peaks and valleys. Like I'll have m months where I'll write, you know, some of the best work I've ever made. And I'll have a month where it's like, I still wrote every single day. Like I'm still like keeping my pen sharp, but nothing was inspired or like, you just won't have anything you want to write about. Like life has to be inspiring too. Like that's like a big thing. Like, like you can be skilled at this, but if you can't put great emotions into it and like real experience into it, it's hard for people to like really like appreciate it in, in, in a sense, because it's like, like when, when it feels real, when it feels like, like it's like a real thing you're speaking about and not just you trying to rap, it instantly just adds so much more potential for people to connect with it. Mm -hmm. And, and like, music can sound lifeless like really easily. And that's like the issue is like, like that's, that's one thing that I think had has kind of been like a natural thing that's come for me is my ability to express emotions into my music. That's been something that I'm really blessed to have. I'm able to like create songs that are 
one like attack like you know heaviest subjects of my life like being able to write a song about my sister's addiction or being able to write a song about you know my daddy issues like those types of things are what has made my music what it is and what separates it and it's like i think that's what makes the best music though like mm-hmm. by like a long shot i mean you look at the biggest artists or like at least the most impactful artists you know what i mean like almost all the most impactful artists you can hear that like these are real people um writing down their real experiences or mindsets or emotions mm-hmm. so and it becomes compelling <clears throat> yes you yeah. know when you can relate that's that's what you really want to do and so i yeah. think you do you got it exactly right man thank you man i appreciate it yeah, yeah. i love it because you know there's the idea of well even trying to keep in the eye, even trying to keep in the line of like, I'm going to try to put my own music out there. That's me. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be sometimes easy to say, well, I want to sound popping and I want to, you know, do yeah. like what's popping and everything like that. And it's, it's a, it's a fine line. You yeah, know what man, I mean? No, definitely. And, but you've got it pretty clear. Like this is, I want to do it for the music. Cause I want to get my music that sounds like me out there. Yeah. And when you have people like Kendrick as, you know, your inspiration, yeah. man, that's exactly what he's doing, man. I love that, man. Cause Kendrick is like, Kendrick is the Pac. He really is. He's the Pac of, yes. of this generation. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like Pac, Pac was, I love Kendrick. Kendrick is in my top five. Yes. Just yeah. Because of the quality of his albums. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? From section 80 on. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Like, um, but like Pac is, Pac is uh, floating in top three for yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? And that's just because he was so compelling. And he, that that's the compelling in his ability to put, emotions into his his words mm-hmm. it wasn't that he was the most skillful or even he was obviously very skilled but it wasn't that he, he wasn't Nas or he wasn't right. right like it wasn't that it was the fact that like what he was saying was real and it was 100% authentic and people related to it and that's mm-hmm. what made his art dope yeah uh, and, and he, you could hear it in his voice and his tone and what he was saying and everything about it mm-hmm. and that's what makes the dopest artist yep. like exactly like and the, yeah is it like literally that in my opinion that's Pac's legacy is like mm-hmm. his ability to like when you hear him you're like yeah this is him like mm-hmm. this is exactly what he's feeling and saying and people like people respect that people love that mm-hmm. yeah timeless like you said timeless, timeless exactly man and yeah. kendrick had Pac to look up to that made Kendrick who he was. Yep. And man, you've been looking up to Kendrick. Yep. Hey man, they sparked another mind. They sparked another <laughs> mind. That's the, yep. They don't, nobody's even, nobody even knows yet. That's like, I, I love, that's what I love. You know how like, you, when you find that underground artist, like you really hold them dear and you're like, oh, like I found this guy. Like, this is my guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm like that with myself. Like I'm, oh, nobody even knows yet. Like I'm the, I'm the, I'm going to be the hardest thing people have ever seen. And nobody even knows. Like, it's, it's so funny to me. Like, I love being underrated just for that. Like, it's like, I love that. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell that to my kid, man. Cause he needs, you gotta have that energy. Yes. You have you know, to, yeah. dude. You have this world to is gonna try to beat you down. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just how it is. Nobody, nobody wants to believe that somebody could be great like that they know mm-hmm. like nobody because because they feel like they can't be that themselves and so it's like they're like if i can't do it then you can't do it yeah like, well why would you be any different than me and it's like that's the difference right there mm-hmm. is the fact that you think you can't do it right like yeah i think that uh going at that mentality with life for anything you do just feel like you can be the best at it because i don't think there's any reason you can't like that's that's the biggest thing yep we're so, all growing we're all growing yeah and I got a lot of time to grow. 
So that's like my biggest mentality. Like, like I know I'm young and I got to keep just grinding and working and continue to make dope music, which I will. Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Oh, I know you're going to, man. I'm going to definitely have my eye out for you, man. I appreciate so it. So I haven't checked out Grown Up. Or Grow Grow up. Yes. But um, I need to go back and check that out. You said sure. there was some features on there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Local people? Who was it? Mm, no locals. No. Okay. Yeah, so like... A lot of Nashville artists. Nash- oh, so, wow. So mm-hmm. because... Austin, uh, Austin Chaplin, he, he executive, like we, he executive produced it and produced most of the project and we worked on it together a lot. And so like he was able to outsource for like artists with him and like and bring them in and, and like that. So like I have, and like, like there's only one rap feature on it. And then the other features are like, I have a, there's this vocalist named Tara, beautiful voice. And she like just does this really great hook on one of the tracks. And then I did like a co-song with this other artist where like he did like the first half and he's like really kind of singing on it. Mm-hmm. And then like the beat completely flips and then I'm like rapping on it. Oh and shit. Yeah, it's just a, the project is great and it tells a full story and it's like, it's, it basically kind of just like builds out the growth of adolescence and stuff like that. And it, it's just, it's a great project. And, um, with the one rap Namir, he just got signed recently, but he's a really, really like he did, uh, he did a ton of the bass for like TDE. Like he did like mm-hmm. bass lines for a ton of like oh, artists shit. and top dog entertainment. And like, bro is crazy. So we went back and forth rapping. Like, I think it was like I had three verses. He had two verses where it just might be quick and then he'd hop in and then I'd hop in and then he comes in and drops the most fucking like angelic hook you'll ever hear in your life. Like bro has incredible vocals. Like he's just wild, talented. Crazy range. Yeah. yeah, He's, he's amazing. Yeah. So like, and that's on grow up. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, the, the, what's beautiful, like the musicality on grow up is what I love. And, and the, the pure hip hop on select few is what I love. Mm-hmm. And then it's like now, like my goal with like the next project I make is to kind of like really fuse these two mm-hmm. because like with, like, I don't, I don't work with Austin as much as I used to, but like my goal is to be able to just like kind of become as musically oriented on my own. And like, like a lot of the music I've been making lately, like I'm, thinking ahead of features and how I want to put it together and like just trying to get as as musical with it as possible while having the skill set that I have now mm-hmm. which is continually you know growing like it just keeps getting better so yeah next project will be even crazier but I think with this next year I'm gonna do singles and then just because like I released the way I released this last project was dope but uh I don't really want to work on another album until I can work with on it either producing it myself or working with like another producer. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like my biggest thing. Like I want to be able to have full control of it sonically, not just like, you know, working on, on YouTube beats constantly. Like it, it gets, it gets hard to make a real sonically fulfilling album when it's just, you know, producers that aren't, you know, coming together and like working hard. So like, that's mm-hmm. kind of like my, and you got the vision and once, yeah. you know, as you increase those skills on the production side, man, you'll be able to further that, you know, just yeah. being able to fully create that experience that you already see and can, you know, yeah, look man. at. You yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. And, but that's, it takes patience though. That's why I'm like, cause at the end of the day, like I'm an artist at heart. So I only want to make albums. Like I only like singles are boring. Like, like you, you know, the lack of direction makes it harder to want to sit down. Like, you know, when you have something that you're really trying to work towards, it makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and I know it's going to take me probably, you know, two or three years 
to get like to the point of production that I want to get to like to like where like the you know the music is as quality as the rapping like I don't want to be rapping over shit beats like that's just you know what I mean like and so hopefully I'll you know there'll be a producer I know Malachi he he produces mm. and so we we've, we've been chopping it up about getting the studio together and, and working on stuff mm-hmm. but yeah just trying to find as many like you know like-minded and finding like-minded individuals who want to make you know one of the greatest albums ever yes. hey man i love it i, I know you're gonna do it um one uh, name i want i'm just thinking of in my head as you say this is um somebody you might know of alexander the great I don't know. I haven't heard of him. He's a producer, um, works with, um, he's done an album and a bunch of tracks with a local um, MC by the name of Rough Ian. Okay. And they're like a duo and like ATG's beats are like, man, like, so he's, you know, they were on the podcast and he's talking about like, you know, Jay Dilla has the influences and stuff Jay, like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so like, he's big. got like, it's just like, he's got a lot of pianos and samples the way he's doing it. He's that's doing exactly it what I'm hunting for. So mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. No, I, I might, I'm going to look him up. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. I'll link you guys up. That's what's up. I would, I would love yeah. that, man. I'd really appreciate that. It's all about Seriously. building relationships, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. another thing, man. Like, it's crazy. I've been doing this for years. I didn't even realize there was like a real hip hop scene out here, like, which is crazy. Like, I mean, I worked with Eli. I knew of City Hippie, but that's like where it stopped. And like, and like every time I've done shows, I don't know, like the people that have been there haven't been like the friendliest towards me. I think it's just because I'm like a young kid and they're like, mm-hmm. what is he doing here? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I know what I'm capable of. And it's like, but I think like, I also think people think I have like this, like headspace to like, I'm like, like I have this energy where I don't want to work with anyone, but that's not the mm-hmm. case. Like, like you can ask anybody in city hippie, like it's all love. Like I will work with anybody that is cool down to earth and mm-hmm. like down to work. Like I just, you know, like collaboration is a big thing and it's super important. So it's like, like, yeah. And I love killing verses like this. It's, it's like a competitive fire. Like now recently though, I'm starting to kind of get that love maybe cause I'm 18 and not 15, but like, <laughs> you know, it's a little bit more like, okay, you can put like, uh, I'm trying to the epitome gallery. Yeah. Julia yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the they, fat bull cypher and everything. Yeah. So I got invited to the last one. It was Cam's birthday though. So I couldn't make it, but like, I'm sure I'd go there and like, I'd meet some people that I, I, I haven't fully got to inter- be introduced to or anything. So like, it would be yeah. cool. It'd be cool to see the scene. Cause like, man, I'd be down to drop a cypher. Like, bro, that's, that's, that's light work. Like that's fun. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's, it's what I love to do. You a wordsmith cause that ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, know, I yeah. appreciate it dude. Seriously. Wordsmith. That's heartwarming. I appreciate it. At the end of the day, like it's, yeah, I would love to at least just like see the culture that, cause I know you like the way you talk about it and the way I've heard about it on some of the stuff I've, uh, I've looked into it. It seems like it's like there's a pretty big scene here, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it, man. It's like, um, and I just real quick, I almost like to say this on every podcast episode I can. I ain't commandeering your episode, cuz, but I just want to say, like, one of the reasons why the hip hop scene around here, um, people have a, pr- a hard time finding it uh-huh. is because local media isn't doing enough to give hip hop yeah, its due exposure. Mm-hmm. Not, man. Not, Not only that, local media is doing worse for the artist dude like mm-hmm. the way they, they they acted towards city hippie was just like right totally exactly. emba- totally embarrassing like yeah you have guys out here that are actually making quality music that sounds great sonically in the ear and is like creative and and like creative music videos and in and, and your choice instead of uplifting that and being like wow this is a really cool thing that's happening right here in humble 
let me let me shit on it. Yeah, let, let me, me throw, throw ne- let me throw some negative negativity out into the world on a local artist trying to do something. It's like wow, like that's mm-hmm. that's so disappointing. Yep, and it, I feel like it makes a difference, man. Because then you just see in Humboldt County, you got a lot of keyboard warriors. You know what I mean? People yeah. ain't out there oh, doing wow. much, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then they're just like, you know, following that same energy that yeah, you dude. know, Lost Coast Outpost or wherever else is putting out there, man. Like we need more exposure for hip-hop out here on a, yeah. in a positive way because it's yeah. already hard enough for artists you know what i mean to like even want to put your craft out there in a situation like yeah. this where there's not any uplifting exposure so you're just like damn we're out here you yeah. know doing it yeah. you know what i'm saying like that's and it's the type of thing where and i'm not saying nothing about it i'm just saying this is an observation with it like the fact that there's not more exposure for hip-hop and it's harder for people to find hip-hop I would be upset as an MC. Yeah. I'm like, what What's that's yeah. not, it's not congruent. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's like, yeah, the, also like the, the barrier people want to have towards like, like supporting it. Like what I've noticed, like every time I've done a show, when I get, when I start, when I get up there, there's nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. And then people like realize like, oh my God, like this kid's killing it. Cause I, like live perform, like I'm as good a live performer is like I am a rapper like I'm an MC at, at heart like like that I love performing live and like and like just seeing the crowd build like going from like like zero to a hundred is it's the coolest feeling but uh like I had a I had experience like the last performance we did I don't I don't have any like dubs over my vocals except for on hooks. Like I'll have like a light hook, like dub on the hook just so that I can talk to people while the hook's going and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like my verses are completely cut out always. Like I'm never rapping over myself. And like, there was like this post on Facebook and it was like, uh, cause it was, who who had come out? Who was it that was headlining? Um, God, the albino, albino dude. Um, um, uh, He's a great brother, Ra- Ali. brother, brother Ali. Ali. Yes, yeah, 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 brother Ali. Brother Ali was headlining, and like the guy post, like brother Ali was great, but man, uh, all those other guys just rapping, you know, lip syncing the whole thing. And I was like, lip syncing. I was like, I, I, I just had to mention. I was like, for your information, like there was no lip syncing done. Like that was mm-hmm. maybe it just sounded so beautiful to you that you thought it was lip syncing because you could hear every word that I said so clear, but like <laughs> that, and now that guy's a fan of my music. He was like commenting mm-hmm. on my last post, like, Hey man, this has, this has soul. This is great. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like it had just as much. soul when I performed it live, you were probably in the back getting drunk, listening to like, like three minutes of it and came to your decision. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, like, yeah, people are just ready to hate. They're yeah. ready to find a reason to hate. It's, yeah. it's so crazy to me. It's like, it's like, right. It's like, it's like when someone sees like a post, you know, and it, it doesn't have a lot of likes, even if they liked it, they're not going to like it because everybody else didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like that type of energy where it's like, I'll like the headliner because he's made a name for himself, but this person, I don't know him. He's not good. He must not be like, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you should be like, wow, this is cool. Like I'm here. This is, this is a guy that lives in my area and he's up on stage, you know, being vulnerable, putting himself out there in front of all these people. Like that's a dope thing. Mm-hmm. That should always be the energy, man. I have respect for anybody that, that can get on a stage and, and perform and, and express themselves. And, and especially with their own music, like, mm-hmm. you know, y'all get hyped on karaoke. Imagine going out there and performing something that you put your whole heart into. Like that's a whole different high. Right. Like it's, it's performing live is like, you know, the most incredible thing ever, man. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's seriously like, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a big reason why I do this. Like it's, it's like, it's a good little, 
like treat you know what I mean like it it'll every time I perform for like weeks afterwards I'll just have like this like high of like yeah this is why I do it like this is like it's it's nice to be able to perform your art and put it on like a full scale like with the last performance i did i did at arts alive where uh this boutique sage mm -hmm. they basically let me come out and i just performed in front of their store and like i got the you know the couch in the cover that i'm sitting on yeah yeah we we took the couch there and we brought it out there and oh, like we sick. sat it down so like i was like sitting at the couch and it was like it was like a really intimate kind of environment and so for the first time i didn't feel like i just had to do like hype stuff to like keep people entertained and i was able to perform like tides and like you know my more emotional like cuts mm -hmm. and it was like the most amazing experience ever like it was like there's something so special about performing something that you hold so dear to your heart in front of people and having them appreciate it and like react to it it's he actually made the news for that too yeah we yeah. recorded we were on the news oh yeah. sick like a three yeah. second cut yeah. but we <laughs> made the news that's dope though <laughs> i bet the people that were there were stoked man yeah. oh man yeah. no it was cool it was it was such a unique experience i actually performed the same set twice that night you know, and built two different total, like totally different crowds. But like, there was this one uh, lady and her daughter that had come from like out of the country and they were just visiting for like the week. And like, they were like, like the daughter was like infatuated with my music and they ended up buying like merchandise and stuff like that. And like, yeah. like these random people that like would have never even probably ever discovered my music until like, you know, like a few years, you know, but like, you know, like it's, it's, it was really a cool experience. Yeah. It's, it's performing live is dope and performing uh, from now on, I think, Every set I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pull out the emotional stuff. I don't really care at this point because that stuff got a better reaction. Like that had people like standing there, like, "Oh my god, like this kid is from here. Like that's crazy. Like it was a really cool thing. Like, yeah." The the mentality around here is like, "Oh, this is around here." You know, what I'm saying, "Yes, folks." Like. Yes. It's around here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like dope artists are around here. Yeah, People man. only see, you know what I'm saying? And this is definitely not a knock on like Dwayne Flatmo and like, you know, people making stuff for Burning Man and stuff like that. You know, he makes the, he, Dwayne Flatmo makes the big, um, the Pulpo Magnifico, the big, uh, you know, metal octopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the that. one that was like just all over social media. I saw that yeah. people were posting like crazy. Yeah, that looked crazy. Yeah. And I mean, he's dope. He's a dope artist. Um him and his crew are, have been doing dope shit around here yeah. for years and everything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one facet of art in Humboldt County and it gets like a lot of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a whole church. They got yeah. a L, the church, the del, El Churcho de Pupo Magnifico. Like it's an actual yeah. church of people that like, you're not actual church. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? I but a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, supporters around here, there's yeah. like a lot of people supporting it because it's dope art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I think if people got the proper exposure to the hip hop artists around here, knowing there's all levels of generations because there's kids there's folks younger than you mm -hmm. there's your generation there's folks older you know what i'm saying so it doesn't even matter like who who you may like if you like the old school type you know what i mean it likes the old school that's out there too yeah you know what i'm saying like people are doing it in humboldt county yeah. the music is dope yeah and so shout out to you for continuing it for not just coming into the game and like you know just wanting to be a part of it and just putting out what sounds dope to get you know yeah. maximum likes etc social proof etc you know yeah, what I'm saying? Nah. you're staying true to you yeah and, that's, and, that's love and the beautiful thing is if you really, really love music, your sound will still 
hold relevancy. Like if you really love the music, you'll see where the beauty is and what's popping and be able to make it your own and like be able to add that that touch of modern energy to it. Like it mm-hmm. that's like that's like someone like like Kendrick, like you see him going on songs with Baby Keem and having fun and doing stuff because like at the end of the day something's popping because for like a reason. Like there's a reason that it's, you know, people like that thing. If you can see the, you know, the musical side of it and the thing that you really like is appreciated and be able to implement it into your own work somehow then that's, that's how you don't fall off or like how you can be yourself and stick to your roots while still making a sound that has potential to garner a, a large, you know, fan base and a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's like what I'm, you know, always trying to do is like, like just develop my sound and listen to all music and see how I can continue to write these dope things, but maybe make it, you know, more accessible for these people all because like, it's good to be able to have like the more people that my music can reach the better Mm -hmm. because it's like at the end of the day, like as long as I'm getting my message across in the song, like, like I could reach a whole different group of people. Maybe if I just develop this one talent or this one skill set and learn how to, you know, mix it into the music. That's what I've been doing recently. Like recently that's kind of been my mentality. Like I'm trying to, like the, the next single I have coming out at some point early next year is like totally different sound from anything I've released so far, but it goes crazy. Like it's, okay. it's a wild song. Like it's, it's, I can't wait for that oh, song. Oh man, I'm going to be on the lookout for that one, man. Be on the lookout. It's crazy. I, I wrote it during like a really crazy point in my life. And it's like just 100% like real like emotions. I mean, all my music is that, but like it was like, I worked on it for like just like two weeks straight. Like I was just locked in the studio. Just like it came out really good. That's dope. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for that song. Me too. One other side effect too, like you were talking about just a minute ago, when you're doing your own music and making it you, you know what I mean? It is also feeding your own soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We need that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you're actually able to, on that emotional level, like you're talking about, touch other people and connect with them, yep. you're feeding other souls, yeah. man. Like that's like, I, I hope the people that are actually genuinely, I'm sure Kendrick is out there, knows what he's doing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Of like I hope the people that are out there really doing that, like yeah. appreciate themselves for that. Cause we all need that through the music, Dude, you know? Man, I'm, I'm not shit yet. And the amount of people I've had tell me that my music made them cry like that. There's nothing like that feeling. Like it's like mm-hmm. the, that's like the most, like I've had people open up to me about their whole life stories because a, like tides connected with them. Like they, they told me like, I mean, paragraphs all because of a single song. I'm like, dude, like this is why I want to do it. And this is why I, I want to be bigger. And I want, like, it's not about the fame or anything like that. It's just about like being able to make art that really connects and heals people and helps people. Like that is like, it's a beautiful thing and I can do it in a way where I'm healing myself in the process. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's, it's a, like, that's what makes music so amazing and what makes art so amazing. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's, and, and the thing is too, is that like Rowdy's really like a lot of his music is really deep, um, but he, it's because he's actually putting the work in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's actually like focusing on his mental health and meditating and trying to figure out how to be better because like, one thing that I've always tried to teach him, like in, in this life, like if you're not growing, then you're dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So like 
people get content with their situations, which kind of goes to like back to like the whole teacher thing. You know what I mean? People get content. They made, they got their collegiate credits or whatever. They became a teacher, but then they slowly die because they're not continuously growing because they're looking for that retirement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, when um, you boil it back down to any kind of money or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 If it, but if it's about passion and about pure love, then like at the end of the day, as long as you're putting the work in and growing, then you never know what the top would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's a bar right there. That's bars, man. Cam spits a lot of bars. Yeah. He's been a little quiet, but hey, man, he, he can drop. He can drop. He, he'll drop gems all the time. That's, that's why I got this guy by my side. Yeah. yeah. It's that's like another thing I really want to point out is like this has been our journey together. Like, like it's called like our business that we we started at LLC is Rowdy Music Entertainment, but it should really be Rowdy and Cam Music Entertainment. Rowdy Music Entertainment just kind of like you know it slides a little bit. It sounds Close nice. Well. Yeah. But uh, like this has been every experience I've pretty much ever had that's been like wild. Like he's been, and he's been in the studio for almost everything I've recorded in terms of that's out at least. Um, like it's, it's really been like, I'm truly blessed to have this dude supporting me and having someone see what I see in my, my vision of myself is crazy. I, I have this theory that, um, in another lifetime, Rowdy was my older brother. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, because growing up, I always wished I had an older brother, and I try to embody and be that older brother that I wish that I had, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of like hit me a, like a few months ago that like I think that in another lifetime he was my older brother, and so this is kind of like me getting him back, you know, in a way. Yeah, the soul tribe, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been an experience, man. Like you know, from from DJing and and um, becoming like a leader in that, in that element. And then also seeing Rowdy come up and being able to kind of like guide him and like, I don't know, it kind of like connected that like, it's all, we're all pieces of this puzzle together, you know, like nobody can make it alone. We learn a lot from each other as people. It's, it's, it's been like a constant learning curve and process. And we've just been, you know, grow as humans. We make mistakes, you know, we, we have our fuck ups and we fail, but like, as long as you have that support, like we have a, foundation of like a wonderful amazing family and so it's like i don't know that's why i I always just have the mentality of like the sky's the limit because it's like i already have my team i have my select few you know what i mean it's it's tight in it but it's like it's a real foundation of people that believe in what i'm doing and see the vision and it's like yeah there's no way we can fail in my opinion like it's that's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to do this alone. Like, I couldn't have ever done this alone. Like, it's hard to do something like that alone. Yeah. But it's also hard when you have people doing it, you know, that you don't really trust. Or like, right. When you got family, when it's blood that's involved, you know, it's like, like, you know, it's, it just We've makes... had to even kick blood out of the family because they didn't, they didn't connect. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even got to be about yeah. blood because there's a lot of other people that have been involved in this journey that have just like, almost like certified that like it's the right, the right direction. You know, I also want to give like uh, a shout out to like La Russell too, as far as like somebody from the 707s a little bit South that is doing it all organically from the ground up with his family out of the freaking garage. You know what I mean? Like oh, dope. that's, what's really like that. Those types of environments and scenes is like what we're shooting for right yeah. here. Like we know that we have, we have a social media platform that can reach a certain amount of people. And once it does, um, then what we want is to be able to have um, a room at the ta- uh, like a room at the table to have a conversation because 
you know, we know that we're from Humboldt. We're not in LA. We're not in these huge markets where, you know, we can tap in with thousands of people really easy on a, um, any given day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the right person, the right, yeah. when the yeah, right yeah. person, when we can connect with the right person, we're going to have, you know, we're, our, our vision is going to be so set up correctly that like, that's just, yeah, that's like another thing I think we learned during the LA experience is like, we're better off doing this. I would have got fucked so bad. I I probably would have lost my passion for music purely out of the way. I feel like, you know, it would have treated me like I would have made dirt money. I would have been doing stuff, something I didn't love. I would be work, you know, getting worked like a war horse, you know, like, 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 like as a, as a kid, like as a, like a, right. literal, a kid, mm-hmm. like there's no beauty in that. Like that's what grow up is all about. Like the, is, is about like realizing like I need experience for my music to be, you know, as, what it, what it is like you know like I, if if I wanted to have life like I need to have a life outside of music was kind of like the concept and uh like yeah I think LA just would have completely drained us of that and now right like for a while I was like oh we can't make it our own and it's like we totally can I mean there's there's eight billion people on the planet right it's mm-hmm. like I know for a fact there's a shit ton of people that if my music was put in front of them they would love it. Mm-hmm. And they would become genuine fans. I've already met these people. I know they exist. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all it takes is like figuring out how to find those people. And and when once I find those people, then if I talk to a label, I'm not going to give like, you know, like it's all about having leverage. Like you have mm-hmm. to be the person. They have to be coming to you, not the other way around. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like been our vision since then is like continuing to put out music. One, that's beneficial because the more music I have out, the more music that these people don't have rights to that I have all my rights to so that when something does happen, you know, all my, all the people that find me will fall back on that music and I can continue to make profits off of that. Mm-hmm. Even if a label has, you know, a decent amount of whatever, you know, I'm putting out at the time. Like, the right. more, so like right now it's just like putting out great music, putting out great content, you know, like being creative. And it's like, all this is like, it's just foundation. Like I'm just booking my discography for when it's time to win. Like I can just quote quoting the shit out of myself. (laughs) But like, it's, yeah, it's, that's like, that's the beauty of it. I think is like when the time is right, everything like I, I've just always had that mental. Like right now the time isn't right. Like it's like, everybody's like, bro, you're so underrated. You got to blow up. Like people are messing like, it's, it'll come. Like it's going to come. I know it's going to come. I've always had this feeling that it's going to come. It's just about continuing to put the work in, and, and grinding and being strategic about it and making great art. And if it doesn't come, at least I made great art. You know, nah, and my I, words will live forever. Yeah. Like, 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 that's another amazing thing about music is like, there's a lot of people that have been on this planet that have died and not a single quote or a single thought that they ever had can be remembered today or, or heard, which is like a crazy thing. Like their voice is just completely gone. I already have two albums out of my whole thought processes that will be there forever. Like anybody can like really check that out and hear my mind, and like what I was feeling or what I was thinking mm-hmm. in a hundred years. Like, it would, like that's like an incredible, you know, it's like internet apocalypse doesn't happen, but like, Hey, it's still, it's still going to exist. It's still going to exist. Yeah. Maybe someone will find my notepad somewhere and be like, and then it'll be in history books. This was poetry written by a human from 2000 and, you know, 13. Yeah. yeah. Not 2013, 2019 is a better, better. And the bars would still be eloquent, you and know. And the bars would still Timeless. be eloquent. If they find the right 
pages on the notepad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they'll find the rough days. That'd be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, I see that you are great with your thought. Like you just talked about your thought process, but like your thoughts and your vision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like not ev- most. I I want to. I, I don't want to be harsh on human beings. You know what I'm saying? But I think like most humans lack that yeah it's hard it's hard Mm -hmm. i'm really blessed like i'm really blessed to have just kind of known like that's like a big thing i'm really blessed and i'm blessed that like i have people that believe in me and it's helped me see my vision so much more clear like it's it's yeah like i i'm definitely blessed to be in the position that i've been put in it's just like now it's just putting in work like that's kind of the mentality yeah yeah I'm going to love to see you because, hey, man, you guys are both. I want to thank both of you hey, for man. coming in. You thank guys you. are always welcome to come back Appreciate when it. the next project is going to drop. You said it's going to be um, singles for 2023 or so, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? but at any point, you know, you want to come back. You just holler at me. Let me know. We're going to do another one. I most yeah. certainly will. I think 2023, too. We're looking uh, we're looking to kind of, you know, build relationships with producers like Rowdy was saying. And also yeah. we're. Um, we're looking to kind of reach out to like people who are putting on shows too, you know, like we're trying to get as much, uh, performance experience yeah. in front of Rowdy as possible so that like, really Phoenix. we can start doing our own little microcultural, ter- mi- microculture tours so that we can start getting out and branching out into other small communities that can like really kind of mess with Rowdy's vibes that we can uh, mess with from our listeners on Spotify and Apple music and all that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel like the whole Pacific Northwest would eat your vibe up. Cause appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I feel like the whole world will eat my vibe up someday. Facts. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I appreciate you so much, so much, man. Like seriously, thank you for having us on. This has been a dope thing, and it's like the first ever like podcast or interview type thing I've ever done. So it's been like really cool experience. Super cool guy, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man. I really, I'm thankful to have you on. Cause when you go. Up to the top, yeah. man. Don't forget about, you know. Oh, you I'm not know. forgetting about Humble, man. This is Roots. 18 yeah. years. 18 mm-hmm. years purely here, man. Like, Oh, yeah. Once, once yeah. he's on Sway, we'll still be talking about Humble. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> sir. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.